Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 through 7. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the vessels of the house of God. And he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and placed the vessels in the treasury of his God. Then the king commanded Ashpenaz, his chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility, youths without blemish, of good appearance and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand at the king's palace, and to teach them the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. The king assigned them a daily portion of the food that the king ate and of the wine that he drank. They were to be educated for three years, and at the end of that time they were to stand before the king. Among these were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah of the tribe of Judah. And the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. Daniel he called Belth. Belshazzar, Hananiah he called Shadrach, Mishael he called Meshach, and Azariah he called Abednego. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, D's. So we've just finished the book of Habakkuk, and you're about to launch us into a series that you've uh, titled Life in Babylon. And so the great auspicious uh, all-knowing eye of Will Kinds has aptly Man. chosen the book of Daniel for us to go through. We're just over here trying to read our Bibles every day, and Will, Come on. from behind the curtain, has led us to... Straight to Babylon. Well, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's put us in the heart of Babylon. You know, the book of Daniel, you know, I actually thought um, about when we came up with the sermon series like a year ago, mm. Um thought about just teaching through Daniel, but Daniel is so wild. I it, mean, it's kind of the revelation of, the Oh, it a hundred percent. You got is. weird creatures. You got the, and it is kind of like the revelation in that, like it starts off like kind of understandable <laughs> yeah. and then it just goes crazy. Yeah. 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 And, and so, absolutely. Uh, so fortunately we're here in the more understandable part of Babylon where it's just a tale of exile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me speak to the series um, because I am excited about it. I do think it's like one of those series this year that like um, it's kind of like the man is dead series last year. Mm. Uh, and there's been a lot of reference to that. I think this will maybe like give us some language as a church. Um, and, but basically, I mean, we, as a lot of us grew up in Jerusalem, you know, I, I know you did will, I mean, you Mom. went to Briarwood, did. you grew up at Briarwood. I mean, there was Harry, uh, there was like Jeremiah Castile. Dude, I was I was baptized by Frank Barker. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, that that is like next to being baptized by the Apostle Paul himself. Yeah. And Paul was like, I'm glad I didn't yeah. baptize some of you. That's the new circumcision on the eighth day. Except yeah. for uh, maybe I baptized Will Carlisle. But anyway, um, yes, I mean, like that was a like Jerusalem experience. I mean, I was the son of a um pastor i grew up in southeast huntsville now i mean the culture's changed too i mean the 90s i mean i'm a lot older than you obviously but like the 90s was this like i mean let me just i'll give you an example come on 
from from the the Alabama that that we grew up in, the Jerusalem of, of the United States for <laughs> sure. When Ellen had the episode um, where she came out, I mean, just think about this. This is a TV character, mm-hmm. like coming out of the closet as a homosexual woman. Um, the TV stations in Birmingham, Alabama, did not cover. They didn't show that episode. Like, yeah. th- like whatever it was, ABC or whatever it was in Birmingham, WBRC. What, what's ABC in Birmingham? Uh, thirty-three forty. But I, I can't remember the letters. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, now Huntsville was more progressive. We did, of course, show the episode. Uh, a little for the North. I know. Some of those engineers. <laughs> yeah, a lot of engineers, engineers from the West Coast. Anyway, um, I mean, that's kind of where Alabama, like, was. And it's just, like, almost hard to imagine, like, that flying. And, you know, now where we live, and, and obviously Atlanta is not, like, as progressive as, like, Berlin, but like it is, um, it is a different city. I mean, and and it, it and in large part we live in an age that has rejected at least kind of the Judeo-Christian ethos of the world. And and in that context, Christians have done one or two things. They either have assimilated to culture, meaning that they just kind of go along with what everybody else believes, and that's easy to do, um, or they have separated from culture. They form these little Christian enclaves. And and of course we do one of those two things because both are comfortable. You know, you don't want your worldview being challenged all the time. You don't want to have to think deeply about these things, but a church that is unwilling to think deeply about these things is going to be a very ineffective church in this age. And so that's, or it's going, yeah, either one way or the other, it's going to be effective. If it separates, it'll be ineffective. If it assimilates, it'll be ineffective. So really in this series, we want to push people to understand what does it mean to live in Babylon? What does it mean to live in an age uh, for, um, fully devoted to Jesus, but um, separate from the culture? But in the culture, you know, like, and well, the word we've used is distinctively present, distinct from the culture, yet present in the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the book of Daniel has a lot to tell us about this. Mm-hmm. Um and of course, you know, um, you know, here's Daniel and uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Uh, it's interesting that we always use Daniel's name. We don't really use the Belshazzar, yeah. but then we don't use Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. We use the Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Um, and of course, like we're about to see, like God is going to use these four in their faithfulness to him to show himself mm-hmm. among the Babylonians in a very powerful way. Yeah. You know, I think one thing that is just a good little nugget to pull out of these first uh, seven verses that we just read. One of the big, uh, you know, so I especially will talk a lot about the deconstruction or ex-evangelical sort of movement uh, because it's mm-hmm. something that's affected my life a lot personally and that God's, you know, worked through and, and redeemed. But it's also just a big part of my friends and my generation's story in a unique way. And, uh, you know, one thing that is a big, I guess, talking point is if God is so real, why is he so quiet? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, why, why won't he kind of speak up and defend himself? And it's really strengthened my faith to see verses like, you know, these first seven verses of Daniel. And just to think about, 
This is saying, if you really think about what you're reading here, Nebuchadnezzar, who's an evil king of an evil nation, is walking into God's inheritance, and he's taking vessels out of the house of God. Right. You know, like yeah. the lampstand, or, you know, we don't know what exactly. But he's taking the very furniture of God out of the temple. And think about how dead God would have, have seemed, seemed in yeah. that moment. How how quiet, how absent. Of course Nebuchadnezzar is more powerful than God. Like Exactly. He's taking his treasures and put them in his house. And yet we find through the narratives of scripture that throughout these moments where God seems so removed and so absent, he's actually so present and yes. active um, and working towards the redemption of his people. And so that has really come alongside my faith in a powerful way to see that the places where God seems, you know, desecrated and you know just totally absent that his his plans and his working is actually uh much greater than sort of the reactionary things that we would gravitate towards as people i've been thinking a lot about kind of what you're talking about you know how um you know we kind of critique colonialism yeah because we basically said well in the west um we know how to do things and you know we're going to go to these other nations and say this is how you should do it yeah and a lot of times i think we can come to the bible with a western mindset so even like that yeah. point you just made we may say well of course god wouldn't do that that's exactly what he's doing and so we can come to the scripture with such a presupposition that we don't actually allow the text to speak mm -hmm. for itself mm -hmm. and so as we go through this, like, I think one of the things that we've got to do is just like, let the text speak, yeah. listen to what the text is saying. And I think like where you begin today is a beautiful place, not a beautiful place, but a powerful place is that you know, God couldn't have seemed more dead than he does right here. His people have been taken over. His house has been desecrated yet. He's not more alive than he's going to show himself in this yeah. Daniel narrative. Yeah. And you know, in the book of Daniel, God is not found in the temple, but he's found in Nebuchadnezzar's furnace. And so it's a, mm, it's a powerful amen. narrative. So excited to walk through it. For Jason Dees, this is Will Carlisle. You better believe we will see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our Daily Rhythm.